bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. It is the bottom line of 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Ben Portman behind the glass. Uh, you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that. Welcome there. We got this question to start off. Uh, Sneed, are you going to be able to ref some basketball this season after your knee procedure? Yeah, probably won't see. I did one game. I did a, a Lubbock Christian High School girls game um, following the Monday after the Iron Bowl, I mean, Tuesday after the Iron Bowl, mm-hmm. one game, and I woke up Wednesday morning, and my knee was like, son, what in the heck are you doing to me right now? <laughs> um, so I am uh, I, uh, so I It would be good to be, like, cursed out by a joint or a yeah. limb. So I got uh, um, the next week I had surgery. Obviously, that was the next week. But I gave back everything I had on the schedule until mid-January. So it'll be mid-January. I'll, I'll get some games in, and I'll probably will work a ton in January, February. Um, but, uh, yeah, I won't be in any tournaments. I won't be in anything right now. I've, everything that I had scheduled is off, off the books right now. So, yeah, just got to get the old knee right. And uh, everything's good. I mean, everything's progressing well. I didn't use crutches over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I was cruising around Houston and Galveston, so. Feels pretty good. Starting to get a little range of motion in the knee, you know. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm Are you uh, following the doctor's orders? I am following the doctor's orders. I'm keeping that <laughs> stupid thing. It is still wrapped to the gills here. Oh, you see man. me? I'm still wrapped up yeah. to the gills. I I flew on the plane with my little uh, like a mummy compression things that look like ankle monitors, <laughs> which is really kind of fun when you're walking through the airport, and you you got these things around your 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 lower calf, your calf and lower leg. And they look like ankle monitors because I I lifted them up to turn them on, and this guy was kind of looking at me like, "Is that guy like on parole or something like that?" Yeah, because <laughs> I had them on both. Mm-hmm. He's like, "This guy's got two of those things, man." And I kind of I kind of wanted to look over and say, "They're compression sleeves, dude." <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> uh, like, I, I just had knee surgery, man. You're good. Yeah, you're all right. You're just fine. Yeah. We're all safe here. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, dude. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything. Uh, got great news for Texas Tech football. Yeah. Um, wasn't sure, you know, if it was going to happen. But over the weekend, you know, maybe some reading of the tea leaves here. You, you saw Cameron Valdez enter the portal, which mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting because I thought they that were was very, too. yeah, very, they've been uh, vocal about how much they have liked him since he stepped foot on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you thought they're, they're, probably going to add somebody in the portal of experience as a running back, but you would think Cameron Valdez will absolutely be in the mix to take over for Taj Brooks. And then as soon as he goes in the portal, my first thought wasn't like freak out mode. It was what is, what is happening? Because you hadn't heard you know, anything the from first Brooks. Thing you knew I he heard, was going to play in the bowl game. The first thing what you heard, when I heard he was going to play in the bowl game, I said, that guy's coming back. Yeah. Because there's nothing to be gained I mean, there's a little bit to be gained. He's not a first or second round pick no. this year. The bowl game's another data point for you. If you can go and you can you can torch a fairly porous Cal defense, mm-hmm. uh, which I expect to see a steady diet of him in yeah. that game. Um, 
But when when he said when when uh, Coach McGuire said he was coming back, the first thing that went through my mind was he's going to make more money in NIL than mm-hmm. he would on a free agent contract, and why not take that? And I wouldn't be shocked at all. I mean, I don't know. No one's told me anything. I am straight guessing here that he's got him a fairly healthy mm-hmm. NIL deal. And and that was the thing. Like, I, I don't know what his evaluation was going to be, but it felt like at best, and this isn't a knock on him. This no. is just the nature of the beast from a running back. It, it felt like starting out as hopefully a sixth to seventh rounder, mm-hmm. maybe undrafted free agent, and then we'll see like what a combine can do for his – Draft status, yeah. Um, and well, what do we know about running backs? I mean, they're they're being devalued in mm-hmm. today's NFL. Yeah, and I would suspect that you're going to see more quarterbacks and receivers leaving early mm-hmm. than you will running backs. Running mm-hmm. backs, especially if they're in a in a running back friendly offense, which this version of the air raid can be and has shown to be. I would suspect that going f- forward in the future. You'll probably see more running backs that are that are uh, NFL caliber opting to stick around because this is one of those few places where NIL is going to benefit them more mm-hmm. as a as a college player stick around one more year because hey you can get yourself an insurance policy against injury mm-hmm. I mean if I'm Taj Brooks I say here's what I want. I want X dollars at NIL, and I want uh, I want a um, a Lloyd's of London policy that's going to pay me X dollars if I injured mm-hmm. and I can't play in the NFL beyond this. And, and 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 somebody that's willing to to give you that, I think I think both of those things are well within the uh, the reaches of of the Matador Club probably. Yeah, because this this has got to be a, a two way street because mm-hmm. we all know that you have very good NIL backing. Here. Oh yeah, and and it's great, and you have. Uh, I mean, these groups that are fans, just like you and I, mm-hmm. that want to see the program succeed, and there are other quote-unquote fans like that at other schools mm-hmm. that don't commit that yeah. like the, the way that you've seen here. And because with, with with the running back spot and the devalued, I mean, Jamie and I talked about this. We're we were both of the opinion, and I, I still am, for the NFL running back. If you have a shot, just as it's being devalued, if you have a shot. Go, but that's not counting the the conversation on the other side. Okay, but if someone's willing to match those numbers or even just the opportunity of getting those numbers, yeah, then that changes things, and, 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 and that's what the conversation has completely shifted the past two years. And the running back spot's a great example. It really, it really is. You know, you get the conversation from the from the Matt Rules. You know, hey, a good quarterback in the in the in the transfer portal is going to cost you one point five two million dollars. Mm-hmm. So does that mean a good running back in the portal is going to cost you half million, maybe a million bucks? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's life changing money. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. That's yeah. that's life changing money. And um, I mean, there's very few people where, you know, a number with with six zeros behind it isn't going to change your life. Mm-hmm. And and you can see, like on on those, this is a great example of. Again, and I'm just you know speculating on this, but if you have, say a, and we're about to run out of COVID year math, which I'm very excited for. You're going to have red shirts and all super that sort seniors. of stuff, and super seniors and graduate senior. But still, uh, you have that guy that has the chance mm-hmm. uh, to go to the league. Maybe could make a team. Maybe a practice squad. 
you don't really know how high it's going to be. And, and, and even with like the combine, you're not sure that's going to help your draft status. That may hurt it. Yeah. The, this sort of NIL comeback for it is more guaranteed. It really is. And it gives that running back, it gives that player that's, that's a caliber NFL caliber. Maybe they're, they're a fringe draft pick, but they're a damn good college player. Mm-hmm. It gives them that leverage to stick around college one more year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might not be, you might not be a guy that's going to get drafted. You might be a free agent signing in the NFL, but boy, can you help this program here? Mm-hmm. And we can make that worth your while to stick around here one more year. And again, you have to have the the I say the school commitment. You mm-hmm. have to have the NIL commitment to do it. On top of it, because you know there may not be the same exact case where you have a, a similar situation up at, and I'm just drawing a school here, like a Washington State mm-hmm. that maybe can't do that. Yeah, uh, let me let me ask, or do, or won't do that. Let me throw this scenario in. What do you think the chances that the NCAA, you know, they they did the COVID years, and I know the people that that hate it are the us people that have to count the the years. What year is this guy now? He's this year. Do you think that the NCAA has an appetite to maybe change its eligibility structure, and, and you know, instead of instead of five to play four, maybe it's six to play five. Mm. And the super senior, they just embrace it totally, and, and they go to a super senior, where it's a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, super senior, and it becomes part of the of the everyday vernacular of the NCAA, and it's just mm-hmm. just life and times going yeah. forth. Because I don't think it's hurt anything other than freshmen not necessarily getting to see the field as quickly as they used to. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I mean, there's there's pros and cons of all of there it. There are right? pros and cons because to you're it. in a legit now just free agency market it is every a, year. It is. <laughs> it is a absolute free agency. Uh, but that's what we want, right? Yeah, that's what we wanted, and that's what we got. And they're, they're, it's all fine. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit more on the other side. We also have a play of the day. It's the bottom line, 100.7. The score. Getting to the points. But taking the scenic route to get there, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the Bottom Line, 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Ben Borman, we're live from the First United Bank studio. Uh, get a couple of thoughts and comments off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, they have one question. Do, do we think that Taj breaks the school's all-time rushing record? So uh, all, all time, I'm, I'm assuming he goes all time in that season. Yeah, yeah, career. Yeah, uh, this possibility. He's this is his senior year. Or is he a super senior? So, so you have how many? You're chasing four thousand two nineteen, right? Yeah. And this would be his. I think this is Taj's last year available. I mean, if he has the same or similar year, he'll be right around those numbers yeah, because he, you're, he's you're chasing. Uh huh. Yeah, Hanspard, um, and then James Gray's at two with four thousand sixty-six. I mean, and think about that—that's run-heavy mm-hmm. um, offense, feature back time, um, and we're not really in that type of era here. I mean, we're still in "quote unquote" an air raid era, where it's still a well, 
I guess at one point in time it was a pass first mentality, mm-hmm. but I think we we've we've shifted our focus on offense. That's, well, because that's you're not you, even you're people keep on throwing out every once in a while. Like when you're seeing the complaints, the OC complaints. What do they always say? They say the air raid. This is not an air raid offense. This is a spread offense. It's a, it's a and it's, it's a spread offense with air raid concepts. Um, and you know, I don't know that you can call any offense and air raid except for what Mike Leach truly ran. I mean, because there were very few people that were committed to do what Mike Leach was doing. Yeah. I mean, because there are a lot of people that took concepts from that and made their own version of the quote-unquote air raid. But the mm-hmm. air raid, I mean, heck, the least important guy in the offense was the, well, one, the tight end, because there wasn't one, and two, the <laughs> running back. And, no, uh, you meant the fullback. No, yeah, so, yeah. One tight end, two fullback, <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the running back. And I, I remember when you know you just started seeing you get that running back back there. What's he going to do? He's going to catch that one yard pass, that swing pass out of the backfield. That's the rushing play. Mm-hmm. And we all just got used to that. And the traditional line it up. We're gonna we're gonna hit it off tackle and 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 get our three to four yards and and live to see another day. I mean. It's it's just different now. I mean, but so and it's it's really kind of weird because if you were around at the at the beginning of the air raid, the Mike Leach era, sitting in the stands, and I sat in section three, row twenty two, seats twenty three and twenty four, and I heard the people around, you gotta run the damn ball, Leach. You can't throw it every time. And that's what <laughs> that's what the guy who wrote like, behind me said every time. It's varsity blues. Oh, it's yeah. varsity. You're I mean, counting receivers. Hey, they're, they're, <laughs> huh? Huh? How did, how how in the heck are you going to win games if you just throw it? They're going to they're going to figure you out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, and I, I'm a collective we, mm-hmm. hated the air raid offense the first year. Mm-hmm. And if you tell me you loved it the first year, I'm going to call you a bold faced liar because I sat in the stands with you guys and you guys criticized him. You you dog cussed him. And then, I mean, you dog cussed him for two years until you you beat Clemson in the in the Tangerine Bowl, and then all of a sudden, oh wait a second, <laughs> wait wait what? And then uh, then it was on, and then you started beating uh, Texas A and M on the regular, and it, it became a it became a thing. But yeah, and now it's kind of funny as we get back to you start seeing more of a traditional run game feature back again with mm-hmm. Taj. And you start to say, we got to throw the ball. We got to throw the ball. I, I don't know. I think I saw I saw more of this year at times. Why aren't we giving him 60 carries a game? Why aren't we murdering our running back? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's a little bit. It's a little bit funny. Um, it sounded like Elton John there. It's a little, it's a little, bit, little bit funny. funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it. I think there's a uh, there's a happy medium, and we're gonna we're gonna get there. Um, but you know this is a this is a uh, a great example of just you know playing the hand that you're dealt. And mm-hmm. right now you don't have a whole lot of receivers uh, that are producing for you, and you got a bunch of guys in the transfer portal. You got a quarterback that's got a bum wing, but you got this stud running back in the backfield, mm-hmm. and you got some guys that actually run block pretty well. Which but is you're, kind of but you're, and, and you're trying to reshape the passing game, which yeah. you would think, you know, just from the classic thought of a balanced offense, which you mm-hmm. saw zip of zilch this season, mm-hmm. that would help out Taj even more. 
yeah. because I mean, just open up. Hopefully, some of those boxes that were just condensed, condensed, condensed. Whenever they're going, especially by weeks six through the end of the regular season, on every single scouting report for a defensive coordinator for the defensive line and for the linebackers and for the corners and for the safeties. It's like, hey, get used to this Taj Brooks guy because yeah, he's not going to beat us. And the, you still yeah. had production from and, him. And Taj is, Taj is a patient runner, and he just waits out the defense and, and waits for that one guy to over-pursue or make a mistake and not and not fill a gap. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, that's patience you don't see out of college kids very often. You know, college kids, you know, see gap, hit, gap. And and that's basically what they're they're gonna go to. And and if that guy's standing there, well, also I'm supposed to run between you know, <laughs> I'm supposed to run in this gap right here. And if, and if there's a linebacker there, well, I'm just gonna run into him. Mm-hmm. Todd just sees that guy and he just says, okay, that gap's full. I'm gonna look out here. I'm gonna wait for this guy. And boom, I'm gonna hit it, mm-hmm. hit the next hole. And yeah, he he he'll take a loss, but most of the time he's gonna fall forward. And get four or five yards. Yeah, and, and a lot of times too. And now I, I want to say this because, like the the offensive line, it was not last year's offensive line. No, it wasn't the strength that you know was somewhat expected and was was told to everybody by the staff. Um, but your run black blocking was was pretty decent. Um, yeah, this- and, but but at the same time, you also have a running back in Taj Brooks that if it wasn't consistently made the first man miss yeah. which is an unteachable skill that is a uh, that's a that's an an Emmett Smith like skill which was something that that Emmett Smith uh Walter Payton Barry Sanders those type of guys that that hey that first guy probably wasn't going to tackle him mm-hmm. and Taj has has got somewhat that uh that skill set to him which is really a uh it's refreshing to see, and you mm-hmm. know, I mean, we've we've had some pretty good running backs roll through here, even in the air raid era. You had some pretty good. I mean, Torian Henderson mm-hmm. was a pretty good running back. That you know, I mean, he he just got to catch the ball, and that and that probably helped him, you know, moving forward into the next level. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the short time he got to play there, but that and and, and uh, pass pro. <laughs> Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the Bottom Line 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Quint Scott, Chris Sneed, Ben Poorman behind the glass. Tonight, we will have the high school fan zone right here on The Score. 6 o'clock start time. You'll have all four LISD schools. Coronado at 6, Estacado 620, Lubbock High. 640 and then Monterey will round out the evening at 7 o'clock with Garrett Luft here in the first United Bank studio. Then over on Double T 97.3, I'm sure a very thrilled Cowboys hour at 6 o'clock. They'll go all the way up to 7 and then it's Monday Night Football, Packers at Giants. It's now time for a Monday edition of Kaylee's Dailies. Clint. Yes, sir. Ben. Clint, Ben, I will buy your lunch. 
if you can tell me what December 9th was. A in, Saturday. In the animal kingdom. Ah. Um, I'm going to take a stab at it. Uh, I'm going to go with the armadillo. Nope. World Llama Day. Ah. That's right. Llamas. Llamas. The llamas. Uh, Kaylee says, for a delayed celebration, we will talk about the llamas. The llamas. Uh, December 9th was International Llama Day. They have that uh, wine over there, right? Llama Estacado? <laughs> or is it Llama Day? Isn't that Llama Day Stadium? <laughs> then the South Llama Del Rey, Llama right? Day. She's that singer, huh? Uh, if you've ever seen the Emperor's New Groove, you'll know that llamas yes. are working animals. Often utilized in South American countries such as... I don't know. Peru. Peru. Uh, llamas are related Oh, that's to what uh, Emperor's New Groove is supposed to be in, right? Yeah, Isn't Peru. it Peru? I was going to say. I, you I, I, duh. <laughs> you threw off my groove. Man, uh, I feel stupid. Uh, my dog's namesake. Do you know who llamas are related to? Alpacas. Camels. Oh, that makes llamas sense. are related to camels, and similar to camels, they often have been used for transporting goods. Llamas have been known to carry over... 400 pounds. 200 pounds. Well, I gave them... And, well, I meant two llamas. I thought you said two... <laughs> And they can carry that 200 pounds for? 10 miles. 12 hours. That, okay. Llamas are extremely social. Mm. Yes, been known to go to nightclubs. Uh, they've also been seen <laughs> hang out in herds of up to 100 individuals. These grazing animals are vegetarians. They're usually only eating grains and grasses. And due to their fibrous diets, they have been known to... Um... Go to the bathroom. A Spit lot. out chewed plant uh, oh. material at people and other oh. llamas to express their displeasure. You have a... <laughs> your mind. Female llamas have been also known to stick their tongues out at their partners to express their anger and disgust when males annoy them. Huh. So that tells us that all of our wives are all part llama. <laughs> I'm not going to tell my wife that. That seems like... Uh... Might be more than the tongue. <laughs> I have other things that get thrown at me. The llama. The llama. The llama. The llama. Yeah. The uh, the old spitting thing is that is yeah interesting. Yeah, they spit out their I, uh, uh, fibrous uh, diet. Have you ever been spit on by a llama? Uh, I've not gotten close to a llama. llama. No. Me and llamas are, we've got a perfect streak of not running into each other. I've never been spit on, but I have been in a group that has been spit at. Mm. So. Well, you annoyed that llama. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Someone did. Someone did. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Mm -hmm. uh, you can hit us up there as well. Cut to the chase. Sneed, thoughts on Mahomes, thoughts on officials. Well, I mean, first and foremost, the call was right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know anyone that's out there saying the call was wrong. The call was right. and Well, Patrick Mahomes in the moment. <laughs> he's yeah. the, maybe he's I, the I, one. I mean, it's gosh. That is, Kadarius Tony lined up in the neutral zone. Man, you can't he's, do that. He's been a he's been a, a killer this year. I'll be yeah. honest. It has been just. I mean, you have not got that's the reward that you thought out of him. Yeah, like when so, you're like, hey, look at the ceiling this guy has. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna def, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna operate in opinions. I want to operate in facts. The fact is, he lined up in the in the neutral zone. If he lined up in the neutral zone, such that the official on the side. The, uh, the head linesman or the line judge cannot see the ball because your foot, leg, or 
or other body part is blocking the, the his view of the ball, you are offsides on the offense or encroaching on the offense. So that's fact. That's not an opinion. Um, it is. Uh, it, it's. I'll go from the opinion side. Seems like that should have been easily avoid, avoidable, and put it down as another way that you beat yourself if you're yes. a Kansas City. Every Chief. time you Smart see it up. you see receivers come out to the line and they do a couple of things, and they'll point to the to the line of scrimmage official, and the official will either say yes or say nothing. Mm-hmm. And when they say nothing, that's because they're not there to put you on the line. They're there to tell you if you're on the line or not. Mm-hmm. And a lot it's of times... It's not T-ball. The They're not putting is, you in your spot. You're exactly. an NFL-wide receiver. Absolutely. All you have to do is look at him, and he will say, yes, you're mm-hmm. on the line. Or he will say, this is the line. And he'll he'll point to his foot. My foot is the line. And you see guys scoot up to that point, or they'll scoot back to that point. Because he's, he's, he's putting you... And I'm, I'm going to contradict myself. He's putting you where the line is at. Well, it's one thing if you're checking, but they're not going to go out of your way to be like, Kadarius, yeah. a couple steps back. Exactly. And, and you know, if you, there's a lot of conversation that happens a lot of times. They'll say, hey, back up, you're offsides. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, and, and the guys, you'll see guys back up. Um, or they'll tell me, hey, you got to get up on the line. And that's not, because there is an advantage gained when you set up mm-hmm. on the line. You see those, uh, we call it the airline formation, where the, the the left tackle, right tackle are so far back that their head is not breaking the waist of the center. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you kind of call it the airline because it looks like the airline wings. And when a lot of times receivers will set themselves up off of that tackle. And so in order to make that guy be legal, the guy, the receiver, he's got to be up on the line of scrimmage. And that makes the tackle look like he's off the line of scrimmage. The tackle gets back that far because he's trying to to not get beat by that defensive end who's been whipping his tail all all day long. Mm -hmm. So he gets that extra step back. That gives him an advantage. When you line up into the neutral zone like like Kadarius Toney does, a player playing press coverage on him lines up where he would normally line up. It gives the appearance that the defender is offsides. Mm -hmm. And so he's gaining an advantage because he's already downfield a half a step. Mm -hmm. So... That's the reason why that rule's in place. It's not just some arbitrary rule that we say. It's an advantage-disadvantage mm-hmm. um, situation. And the other side, too, is it, it's not it's not like this is a new rule to football. It's also not something like that it guy's been— It is. It's well, a point of emphasis It's not like he's year. just been hanging it onto his back pocket. No, Like no, it's no, some no. rule that no one has ever no. heard. Or even like the concept, hey, you can't be year. past the football or in line with the football from either side, and he's just been waiting. And he's yeah, just he's been like, not, I'm going to be a know-it-all ref, and and everyone's going to know my name because I was the first person to call this, and he, like like our, the the, the history wasn't. of refing. He wasn't, and that, that's what was ridiculous. That's about been it. called the fact that that's been called eleven times this year is mm-hmm. is mind blowing because that is one of the easiest calls for a receiver to not get wrong. All you have to do is look at it the, and if he didn't look at it the at the at the line judge or the head linesman, whichever was on the side at that time. That's a hundred percent on him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the down judge in the NFL. Uh, just real quick, and we'll have time to get into this, you know, more tomorrow. The other side of that is I, is the Mahomes freak let me, let out. Me just, let me say this: the spaz out. I'll, I'll say it like this quickly, Mahomes. You're my dog. You're a Red Raider. I love you, dude. But that was a bad look for you yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
has a bad look. And you can't say, I I hate this more than anything. Well, you can't call it in that situation. Well, tell me, Pat, what situation should I call it in? Mm-hmm. And and while we're ignoring fouls, which other foul should I ignore? Should I ignore that really suspect personal foul that you got benefit of last week mm-hmm. at Green Bay? We could ignore that. I I, I mean, just I let me know which was... fouls we're going to ignore today. I'll get more into this on the other side, but I personally think that this wasn't an outburst over just that call. Mm-hmm. I think this has been an outburst of growing frustrations, and not just not no. with rest. I think it's with your own offense. It's well, he said something popular, and he's mm-hmm. not going to get much pushback from many people because he said something. It's easy to bag the refs. It is the bottom line. Snee, have a good rest of your Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh-huh. Back with more next on one hundred point seven. The score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully your Monday is not too Monday-ish. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Porman. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh... This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Taj's patience reminds me of James Gray from 1989. Oh wow! I, I do think he do, he does a great job, you know, waiting for the hole to develop. There are times when I'll sit there when the hole doesn't develop, and I'm like, Taj, you should have just lowered your shoulder and mm-hmm. kind of got into it. But more times than not, it, it ends up benefiting him and the Red Raiders when he's patient back there waiting for it to open up i wonder if uh because you know you you have that from a coach perspective uh those types of plays where you're going no 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 and they oh oh yeah good job good job Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. to go i wonder how many times they have that with him or probably at this point they just trust him because they've seen it in practice they've seen it in game after game after game but i'm like you because it feels like I don't know, 40% of the time, 50% of the time, you're, you're watching him go up and you're going, okay, hit now. Yeah. And then you're going, oh, great, here's a loss. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, actually, there's five yards. Yeah. yeah. Which is just wild. And you remember Coach McGuire at one point in the season early on was saying, hey, he needs to run like he's 225 pounds. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a comment about, you know, indicative of feeling like he's not hitting the hole hard enough. Mm-hmm. And I remember in in the short term being like, well, I don't really notice that too much. But then a couple games later, I felt like Coach McGuire was absolutely right in some of that. Mm-hmm. And there was some of that. But I, I just think, it, you know, he does a good job with his patience. And every once in a while, I think it's going to hurt him. I think you're mm-hmm. like, Taj, if you just lowered the shoulder, you'd have picked up two yards there instead of getting nothing, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but for the most part, I think it's tended to totally benefit the Red Raiders. Yeah, you've seen way more reward out of it than the uh, working the other direction. Yeah. Where absolutely. at this point, it's like, okay, let him, I mean, that that's his style, mm-hmm. and he's given you more uh, from doing that. And it's also just not every single running back can do that because not every single running back has the vision uh, and then really just the, the foresight of what's going to happen. Because like some of these holes that eventually develop as he's banking on, hey, okay, my lineman's about to go this way and actually get in front of this guy, or you know, whatever he's seeing, it's uh, at times it's like running backs playing chess, mm-hmm. 
which typically, you, again, you don't really like because I feel like the more you overthink things as a running back, um, the worse you play. But he's an exception to that. And, uh, boy, I just massive, massive that he's coming back next year. Uh, I mean, huge. Enormous. Yes. Um, Felt like one of the things you had to have in the portal was a go-to back, at least one that could have, at the very least, split time with Cameron Valdez. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I I don't think it'll it'll make a difference in this, I, I guess, kind of viewing, but with Taj Brooks, by the end of the year, and really you can go, uh, to me, mid-year, Everyone in the Big 12 that was scouting out Texas Tech had figured out that Tosh Brooks was a pretty good running back and you should keep him in check. But now, starting from next year, he's a first-team All-Big 12 running back. Sure. Um, and and again, I don't know if that if that will make a difference, but I, I'm very excited to see how he starts the year with that kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. He probably had that mentality, and you, you want that out of your player. Like, I am one of the best players on this team. And I need to act like I need to run like it. I need to leave, whatever you look at it. But this year is like, okay, you're going into it, not with the expectation of accolades. You have them now. Mm -hmm. And you are absolutely the guy. Mm -hmm. And let me say this. I think that, you know, his decision to come back, I think all of us as Red Raider fans immediately, you know, stoked, you know, totally pumped, Mm -hmm. right? And then you can get into it and say, oh, I wonder why he's coming back. Okay, well, <laughs> then you, you get into, okay, well, did, is he not hearing what he wanted to hear from scouts or sure. whatever? Okay. Um, and then maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, maybe maybe it's, it's you know, you hear that NIL is a part of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you see know, like, a okay. very a fairly quick tweet with the Matador Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> so, you know, we can, we can, we can thank, um, the folks that are offering up money and all that kind of stuff. And so you're saying, oh, this, this is a business decision he made. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense and totally understand um, anybody, you know, uh, you know, saying that. At the same time, Taj Brooks 100% could have done that same thing somewhere else. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. How many guys in this situation are like, okay, well, I'm coming back. But I'm a great player. I'm gonna go play for somebody that I think's gonna be a conference champion favorite or has a chance to get to the playoff. I'm not saying Taj Brooks is the best running back in the country available or anything like that. I mean, he's on a short list, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he could have come back and probably gone come back to college and gone to a lot of different places if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. But he chose to chose to come back to Texas Tech. So as i'm concerned as a red raider that's all you need to know he could have got the money somewhere else he could have you know made the business decision in in many 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 other schools Mm -hmm. okay but he chose to do it here um that that makes him a you know awesome dude in my book well yeah and and the because the portal is a free agent market Mm -hmm. um and for a lot of players I'm not saying for every single player, but for a lot of players, that's the uh, uh, the leading reason or maybe even the lone reason of why they enter. They say, hey, I'm not going to get anything on the next level. What can I get here now that I've got? And, and with that kind of vein of thinking, I mean, then Taj Brooks is that guy in the NFL that his team didn't want to commit on his final contract year. 
and just has these incredible numbers, and all of a sudden there's a lot more bidders on that table than sure. there were uh, at the start of what last year was. And so I, I agree. I think it does say a lot um, that he chose to stay. And, yeah, you can go the motive talk. You can go whatever angle you want to look at it from, you know, the the draft uh answers just weren't maybe as highly as he would have thought or hey maybe maybe another way maybe i can even bump that up with two years of numbers like this maybe whatever that is the fact is is he's coming back to texas tech and it feels uh massive that he made that decision that he's still wearing the red and black and then also just massive for uh what you can do offensively around him next year and just having a key piece with hopefully a better offense next year around him hopefully a more balanced offense around him, and hopefully, you know, all the other things, healthy quarterback play better. Why everything that we've complained about this year, yeah, um, hopefully takes another step, which in turn would also help him because now he doesn't have as much of on his shoulders. Sure. Uh, this on the Ace Flooring Center chat line from Sooner and Lubbock. No reason for Mahomes to react like that. Yeah, I bad look. Bad luck, no question, but if uh, I told you that I, at 49 years old, have never had a moment where I acted like an idiot and regretted it, um, I would be lying. So, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, he didn't um, he didn't act like an idiot and then run over and punch a ref in the side of the head or, you know, um, do what Von Miller did to his girlfriend or whatever, you know, and yet Buffalo played him. That's beautiful. Um yeah, I mean, he didn't do those kind of things. He yelled and screamed at a referee and mm-hmm. was kind of a poor sport to the opposing quarterback and doubled down on all of it in the press conference. And, and I, I'm, I'm not, and you're, you're not, and I don't think really anyone is, at least that I've seen. I'm not condemning him to going all of a sudden. Oh, he's just going to be known as a as a bad sport and horrible to work with, and well, uh, you know. No, he's going to be terrible in post games from this. It was just a, a, it was a bad moment. Well, I mean, sometimes, you know, I don't think he's going to be that. I think we all have seen enough of him to think he's, you know, mm-hmm. got a good head on his shoulders and all that. But I mean, it's the first time he's ever been, you know, probably criticized and questioned and all that. So we'll see how he handles it. Um, mm-hmm. You just, you just never know. Sometimes, you know, when you're the star and everybody loves you, you, you look like the greatest guy in the world. But then all of a sudden, when there are doubts, you become a different person. And I've noticed on, you know, I know it's social media, don't get me wrong, but I've noticed on social media today, of course, there's lots of comments about, okay, well, this is the guy whose brother did this. And this is the guy who's married to one of the biggest idiots in the history of social media. Mm-hmm. And so now all those other things seem to be kind of pushed forward like okay well mm-hmm. clearly he's got some issues he's married to her and his brother is him part of me was just hoping just to feel better about it that he was going to pull off his face scooby-doo style and it was going to be jackson, jackson mahomes like yeah. ah yeah that's calm for him it's the yeah. bottom line getting to the point but taking the scenic route to get there this is the bottom line podcast from 100.7 the score Welcome back to the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Thank you for joining us. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Porman. It is a Viking little crouton John Ben Jovi edition 
for you. We'll take you all the way up to 3 o'clock. That time it's Tech Talk over on Double T 97.3. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I want to go back, Jamie, as I have you or tell me I'm wrong statement today, uh, to Taj Brooks announcing that he will come back for his final year of eligibility and will be a, a Red Raider for one more year. Well, he's always a Red Raider, but yeah. uh, one more year on the field anyways. Um, and this is something that crossed my mind about the situation. So I think with him announcing his return for next season, that that was of the good news, of the good news, and maybe just of news in general. I think that was the biggest good news Texas Tech has received and will receive before next season. And I'm including incoming freshmen committing. I'm including incoming transfers. I'm including staff retention. Um, obviously, to me, the biggest argument against him would probably be Micah Hudson. Same. Not even probably. But that would be the biggest argument for good news against it. And I'm not... When I say this, I'm not, I'm not doubting Micah Hudson, and I'm or that I'm skeptical, or anything like that. But to me, two things: Taj Brooks is a known quantity. We know Taj Brooks uh, can produce. Um, you're bringing back the the best piece of your offense, maybe the best piece of the team this year. Um, on top of it, what you touched on is I do think it's a sign of. Like, yeah, he could have went anywhere. And I, I do think that there's a portion, yeah, maybe the NIL and probably the NIL was a big portion uh, and why it made it easier to say yes and come back. But he could have said yes to that NIL at a lot of places. I think it means, too, that he clearly is bought in and wants to be here. It felt like he was bought in all year long in what was a rough year for the offense. Um, all of that together, I, I think that well, you also have Brooks. Um, another thing that it means, he was already rising up the rankings in career yardage. Like, he has a legitimate shot to do major damage and end up three, the, two, maybe break it. One, yeah. I think Choi said this morning it's like 1,200 yards. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal. I mean, that that is a huge, huge deal. Um, I, I think, yeah, that's, to me, that was the best good news that Tech has gotten all year long. All football season long. All yeah. football season long. I'm trying to come up with a reason that you're wrong. And examples would be or in contention for telling you you're wrong. Like you said, Mike Micah Hudson committing to the Red Raiders. Mm -hmm. Except the only problem is he's not a known commodity. Um, we all expect him to be great, mm -hmm. but is, is he, I mean, an amazing game changer? And I sure hope he is. Yeah. You watch his highlight tape and you think he could be. Um, yeah, and, and, and high, high, highest rated recruit ever. Yeah. I yeah. think I think he will see the field day one, but I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not projecting this. I'm just saying this. Like you know, you have these top ten guys 
Nowadays, it feels like more often than not, they don't actually finish their career there. So there's the question that the question of can he live all the way up to the height of coaches, fans, his own expectations. I think he's going to do great for you. I'm not trying to cast any doubt. Sure, but the known quantity part yeah. leans towards Taj Brooks. Yeah. What about what would it mean if you saw? Baron Morton just kill it in the bowl game. Look awesome. And you were able to say, now that he's healthy, that's what he's got the potential to do. I think I would go that is fantastic. I hope that it works out the same way next year. But was it because Cal's defense was terrible? Was it because it was a weird bowl game? Um, I, I would obviously I want him to have a great performance in what the makes, bowl game. What makes it a weird bowl game? Well, just sometimes you have bowl game results that are just okay. What can you do that in the regular season next year? Will it be a sign of good things to come? I mean, we all remember the Tyree Wilson game that he had a couple of years ago in the bowl game, and it was a sign of a very good season the next year. Sure. Um, I thought you were going to tell me because everybody there talks like. Your boy Troy Landers. What's his last name? What? Your boy Troy from uh, the alligator catching show. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll go down there to the Independence Bowl. We're gonna shoot us at a gator. <laughs> shoot up, Baron. Shoot up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's what I was. Swamp at. people. Yeah. Yeah. Swamp people. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> My mind was. I being clinched. Think that you are right. You are not wrong. Mm-hmm. I threw out those ideas fully well, not really being bought into them. Mm-hmm. Maybe another one you could go recruiting class as a whole, and obviously Micah Hudson. Micah Hudson. Micah Hudson. Is a this been a day, man? Is a is the leader in in that clubhouse and helps rise up. But as a whole, I, I mean, I mean, man, dominating what, Texas recruiting right now. You feel what, really good about that. You've taken what could huge you get steps. In transfer portal over the next you know few weeks that could be like that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. And you got a pretty dang good tight end over mm-hmm. the weekend from Arizona State that. Yeah. Obviously, you have a connection with before, but mm-hmm. I just I don't know if that guy is out there when you look at like position of need. I don't know. That like that would be in that conversation where you would feel okay. That's certainly a heavy enough hitter that we should be talking about it in the same way. I just mm-hmm. don't know if that's out there. But yeah, I think you're not wrong. Could say I'm right. I could, but I won't. Unless you agree to do the rest of the show talking like Troy. Because then There's I a more central to the fact of the day. And just no one would ever. Because I can't understand you, so yeah. I don't know how to respond. Yeah, I'll just sit and look at you and laugh, which is pretty much normal. That's the thing. I like. I, I do love that show. Um, Me too. And I, I would love to go... Just for like a day. If there's like a guided tour type thing where basically it was like that situation where like, hey, you can hop in my boat. And I would like, I would want to help out in any way I can. My fear 
is it would take them the 10th time of telling me to do something what? before I... Yeah, yeah. Because that's got to be super frustrating. Right? Come like, again? You, you're like on the hand line, and you're mm. pulling this huge gator mm. up, and you're just yelling, and you're like, you do, you know, do this, do this, do this. And I'm just like, what? 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 How? I want to help. I really do, Troy. <laughs> Could you talk slower? Excuse me? Yeah. Could you write it on a card, perhaps? <laughs> Meanwhile, Clint lost his arm to the gator. <laughs> yeah, he's really saying, like, hey, don't hang your limb over the boat, dummy. And I'm like, what? Oh! Crunch, rip. Crunch. Started using Batman on a on a monopias. I am gonna be disappointed if I go to the Independence Bowl and don't hear from one person that sounds um like a true Louisiana in. Mm-hmm. I if I can understand every word, that's gonna be disappointing. Yeah. Every person he meets down there, they're like, hey, it's, you know, my name's Michael Fleming. And you're like, oh. <laughs> That's boring. What's wrong with me? That's boring, Michael. <laughs> uh, we got this. So a five-star athlete uh, isn't a known commodity. LOL. Okay. Hope he learns how to play football before coming. Again, n- neither of us are saying that we're not excited about him and that he's not going to be look to produce like day one when he comes to campus and in his first year. I'm just saying until you see that career play out. Yeah. We've had plenty of highly rated guys come come here and it not work out. Now this is the highest rated guy, but at the same time, there's other highest rated guys that also haven't worked out. Yeah. And it's not to say you shouldn't be excited. I'm thrilled for it. It's one of those like, uh, Hey, you know, a million dollars doesn't really go that far anymore. It's like, okay, well I'd like to find out. Yep. See what we can do with a five star. Yeah. Hopefully it leads to more. That'd be good. It's the bottom line, 100.7 the score. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 the score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.